Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new episode of M Class Podcast. I'm Josh. That got real fancy suddenly. <laughs> I want that to play, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, you get only the best quality with M Class. I'm not putting that in. <laughs> Maybe I will. He won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> This is M-Class Podcast, a rowdy, goofy Star Trek watch club podcast with a heart of gold. Heart of latinum. Gold press latinum, baby. And we are deep into Daruma's Renaissance Fair collection. Yeah, it makes me want to go to a Renaissance Fair. And I say this every year, but I never go to one. Yeah, I have the same exact thing happen. Because Renaissance Fairs take place outside of our houses. That's true. They do take place outside of the house. Also, they're like just far enough away that it's a pain in my dickhole to go to them. That's very true. Plus... I'm trying to pain Josh's dickhole here. <laughs> plus, my sword budget... Is it's very limited right now, and I can't go to a Renaissance fair and just splurge on swords and shrimp cart. My shrimp cart? <laughs> the one that I go to has a shrimp cart, and it's delicious. The future I want for myself is a full suit of armor and a million swords on every wall. Yeah, I want, like, the Met fucking armory in my house, you know? <laughs> I want to be a sword boy. There are horse girls and there are sword boys. And I oh, want I'm to be a, a sword, sword boy. boy. You're, you can uh, be both. We're also soy boys, so we got that That's going true. for us. I'm cuckalicious, baby. Cuckalicious. <laughs> this a isn't shirt. really what this podcast is about, believe it or not. Uh, we actually <laughs> sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, and we go over it with a fine-tooth comb, and at the end of the day, we tell you on our patented Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality whether it's worth your time or not. Fine-tooth comb like you get when you have crabs. It's going to be this type of episode today, so I'm not even going to apologize. I don't even give so a So let's fuck. go ahead and start the podcast <laughs> over, I think. So you got to uh, hit the crabs with the shampoo. <laughs> um, go ahead. I mean, this is vital information for their everyday lives. Make sure you comb with the little comb. The fine-tooth comb that we're using right now to go over Star Trek mm -hmm. is the comb you need. We don't, we don't use it for the same thing, though. No, no. We have, we have two separate combs. <laughs> yeah, there's a crotch comb and a episode comb. I'd like to go on the record that I've never had crabs. I also have never had Although crabs or lice. Crabs. I don't like crabs. They're not good. Uh, I, I like to eat crabs, but not the same kind, thankfully. Hey, you do what you gotta do. <laughs> do what you gotta do to survive. <laughs> We are uh, on the second episode of the Renaissance Fair Collection. Thank you to Daruma and everyone over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, for choosing this great collection of episodes. Daruma! We're uh, talking season four, episode 20. <laughs> it's season Pretty six, nice. episode 20. I don't want to get any emails about how we are wrong. It's season six. <laughs> it's season four. Is it? I watched season six, I thought. No, you're right, it was four. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, I was wrong. I don't want to get any emails about how I was wrong. Yeah, please don't email e at mclassemail at gmail.com <laughs> about how Josh was wrong. Um, <laughs> we're talking Cupid. Yeah, it's a good one. This is an episode, the teleplay and story were co-written by Iris Stephen Bear, uh, you know, big-time showrunner in Star Trek. We've talked about him before. 
mustache man. But uh, this episode was co-written by Randy Russell. I think it's like Randy Rhodes from like Ozzy Osbourne, and I was like, uh huh, that's someone that's, I know. That's um, rad. Uh, Randy Russell is most famous for writing the. Uh, she wrote the screenplay and co-wrote the story for the 1993 film Face the Music, starring uh, Molly Ringwald and Patrick Dempsey. I think we all remember that classic '93 movie with you know, Molly Ringwald. <laughs> I was talking to Crystal the other day about all these movies that just exist in like the 80s and 90s that I've never heard of in my entire life. There's a lot of bad movies. Like, there's a lot of bad movies. <laughs> and, and I feel like in that era, there's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Especially like terrible, terrible romantic comedies. Yeah, I remember watching one as a kid with, uh, what's her name? Leia Thompson. And uh, oh, yeah. it's like about like them having sex in the time of AIDS, and it freaked me the fuck That's out. Horrifying. Yeah, it was the one where she fucked the duck. No, I watched the shit out of that. That's a great movie. Howard the Duck is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, and I yeah, but it's so <laughs> dumb that it rules. Jennings. I, I, I've told the story on this podcast before, but me and a friend sat down to do like a bad movie night and like roast that movie, and we got tired, and we were like, "Okay, well, how much longer is this fucking movie?" And we were only twenty minutes into it. He flies an ultralight because he's a duck. Get it? He fucks Leia Thompson. I know. He's living out my dreams, and I can't stand it. <laughs> She's great. She's hot in that movie, man. She's hot in every movie in the 80s. I dog. know. I know. When she was uh, Marty's mom, it, it like fucked, it fucked me up. It did something to me. It yeah. fucked me up. Well, she's not my mom. No, she's not my time. mom. That's fine. But, but I like Marty, and I don't want to fuck Marty's mom, or do I? Or do I? Question oh, mark? God. Oh, uh, God. Just kidding, Crystal. I would never. Um, this <laughs> was directed by Cliff Bowl, who we've talked about before. The Bolians are named after him, and he also uh, hated... Uh, Wesley Crusher before it was cool. And he was really good at bowling. Uh-huh. I had a fact, too. Did you hear mine, Jeff? That's a good fact. Thanks. Ouch. My back. You alright? <laughs> I'm fucking old. Jesus, dude. <laughs> just fucking end me. Come up here and just end me, man. Well, I guess my question is, is your back fucking up because you're old or because you never exercise? Uh, I have been exercising, but I got a new bed. Oh, well, your back is done. There's nothing you can do about it It's now. like, it's the, it's a, it's big. It's a big bed, and I don't know how to sleep in a big boy bed yet. Oh, you got, you just got rid of your race car bed, your lightning yeah, McQueen bed? Yeah, I fall, I fall lightning on a chikow bed, and, uh... Now I fall out of the bed, and I need to put chairs next... Did your parents ever do that? Put chairs next to your bed? Sure, Josh, yeah. So you didn't that fall out? to everybody. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that one of those things that happened to me that nobody else did? Did, your, oh, did your parents ever put a helmet on you, too, by any chance? <laughs> did, you, did your parents ever, like, lock your legs to your bedpost so you wouldn't fall out of bed? Did your parents ever uh, lash your legs to the post by belts so when you turn into a werewolf you couldn't escape your room? That did happen. <laughs> You know, the idea of putting, like, chairs next to the bed so you don't, like, roll out is actually really smart. I imagine, like, people really do the, uh... I did, I did that to me, and they put pillows on the chairs so I wouldn't, like, get crack hurt. Crack your face open on them? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. 
Um, that's uh, that's actually a genuinely good idea, and my parents probably didn't do that because they didn't fucking want me. But um, <laughs> our <laughs> well, I do. I'll be your dad. Uh, nah, it's all right. Hashtag um, new daddy. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> so uh, the senior staff on the Enterprise D are gonna attend a lecture on archaeology. Oh my god, so boring! I was interested. I want to know about Tagus Three and the archaeological ruins. And they're and Picard's all like, "Holy fuck, my dick can't get any harder for this Tagus Three shit." Oh, He's yeah. always talking about Taguin, whatever dude has Taguin fucking artifacts. He's oh a, my he's god, he's a Tagubu. <laughs> Paul Tagulabu. You don't know a, who that is. No, nah, I sure don't. Um, <laughs> Picard is like reviewing his speech over and over, and Counselor Troy is. She's like, uh, "How's it going?" And he's like, "Oh, should I do my speech in uh, one chronological way, like, chronologically, order, or yeah. should I do it in fucking dork order because it's more scientific?" And yes, yeah. Troy's like, "Look, go the fuck to bed." He, she's like hard mom and him, right? Is she it the is. time I stayed up playing Half Life and my mom like? busted in the room and was like, are you still fucking up? <laughs> it's like that. And she's like, you know what you could really do for your speech is uh, go get some sleep. <laughs> and he's like, mom, I'm not done with my speech. She's like obsessively looking at his speech like a fucking lunatic, man. Well, he's like, in his mind, and he explains it, like, these people who are coming to this lecture are all actual archaeology specialists. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane's ancestor is going to be there. <laughs> and he's just some fucker who likes archaeology. <laughs> it's all right. He only, like, saved the Federation many sure. times. Whatever. He's just some it's some dork. fucker. Yeah. It would be like inviting me to give the opening speech at, like, a comic book creator's convention. And I'm, I'm like, I've not published shit. I'm just some fucker. <laughs> I'd be nervous as hell, too. I'd be like, should I put it chronological or what? <sighs> should I talk about the Silver Age before the 90s age? I don't... Which is the difference? The Silver Age? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I could, but I won't. See? Now you're Picardin. I get it. But uh, he finally goes back to his quarters, and uh, he's not even going to bed. He's still looking at his stupid speech. He, like, puts it down, and then he just stands there, and it's like... Dude, like, she's not going to come in and yell at you again. You can look at the fucking speech. Go to bed! Or do that. You have yeah. to give your speech tomorrow and you're going to be a sleepy, grumpy Picard. This is this is happening, like, over two... This feels like a week-long thing, this episode. Th does it? Yeah, I don't know. I always feel like the time frame for this is, like... A couple of like like three four days like not two days. I think yeah I think it's literally like the archaeology thing is happening tomorrow, <laughs> and the archaeology thing is happening tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> but I have to be Robin Hood. Yeah, he's. <laughs> uh, but he like walks in the room and there's a horgon sitting on the table and he's like, what? Uh, yeah. What is? Yeah, I I didn't. Did it show up there or did? Did she put it think, there, or was it there? Vosh put it there, because he wouldn't leave that out, right? Like that's yeah, that's too uh, that's too top. unkempt of a room for that's, Picard. That's like having a fucking like flashlight on your table when people come <laughs> over. It's the same thing, pretty much. 
oh, you see, you got the flashlight here. Oh, interesting. But like, <laughs> Vosh is there, and he's he's like real excited to see her, like genuinely, which is nice. Cause yeah. He really is bad at being in a relationship. Oh, he's pretty terrible at it. But they they passionately kiss. Yo, there's tongue. They're fucking tonguing, bro. My man, Patrick Stewart, so at some point learned that, uh, you know, like on stage, you have to do everything more grandiose so right, that people can to, see yeah. you in the back. And he, he feels that way about tonguing as well. Like, yeah. he opens his mouth, like, unhinging his jaw like the fucking predator and, like, wraps it around her lower face. I always think of the, the uh, what's that show in England where uh, he's on it with Ricky Gervais and... He's talking about, like, he has an idea for a skit or whatever, and it's a woman who's, like, riding her bike and her dress falls off, and it's too late that he, he's seen it all. Like, I always <laughs> think about that, and, like, how he, like, fucking max on all these chicks and these shit. Like, he kisses, like, he's a great kisser. I haven't even kissed the man. I can tell he's good at it. He's, uh, he's sloppy topper, I can tell. <laughs> sloppy That means toppy. someone who kisses with a lot of tongue. You can use that in your everyday, everybody. Oh, man, I could have some sloppy toppy. <laughs> don't, uh, don't look that up or anything. Just trust me. <laughs> but, uh, I guess, like, uh, here's a little bit of information that I didn't even think about watching the show. It is now the next morning. Yeah, they fuck. They, they fuck. sure fuck. Yeah, that's absolutely what happens. And uh, Vosh is like, so what are you doing over Tagus 3? And uh, are you part of the, like, archaeology board or whatever? And she's like, more or less. <laughs> yeah, she's not. <laughs> That's no. She's like, I'm just here to see you. Yeah. That's also a lie. And Picard's like, well, you know, I'm happy you're here or whatever. And then... Oh, I love this part! And the, the wackiest shit happens. Oh, His other no. love interest shows up? Oh, my God. Dr. Yo. Crusher comes in, and she's like, well, who's this? <laughs> Yo, so, like, he fucks Crusher, right? Like, nobody who isn't fucking acts like this. I mean, there's definitely, like... The, he has you have, you have to, to be. think about Picard as he's pretty much an alien being. But That's if, true. if you would replace Picard with a Vulcan during this episode, I don't think anything would change. Yeah, no, yeah. Q even says it. He's like, You're like not normal. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's like extremely awkward because she's part of the crew, Dr. Crusher yeah, is, and yeah. now she knows he's fucking. No but one also, can know what he does with his dick. And also, but also, she's jealous. Like, yes. she's a little bit jealous, man. There's like a little bit of jealousy, but there's also like a little bit of she's having a ton of fun with oh, how yeah. awkward the situation is for Picard. But she's wearing that awesome '80s fucking sweater. It's oh, yeah. a dope sweater. It's like off the shoulder by make. It's made that way. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like something like somebody I would have known would have worn in school, like. And they would have made them go home. <laughs> oh, yeah, they would have sent her home immediately. You're not allowed to do that. that. That's the perfect sweater to be wearing with a high side pony. Oh, my God. High side pony? Oh, my God. Because, like, oh, this is, uh, this is uh, my, my friend, Vosh. She's on the council, and we sometimes have tea together. <laughs> Beverly's like, oh, we usually have breakfast together quite often, so I was taken aback, and she... 
And she's like, oh, uh, well, we met on vacation on Ryza. And Crusher's like, oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> and this is the beginning of Trouble in Paradise for Picard and Vosh, because Vosh realizes that Picard, uh, slowly throughout this episode, has never told anyone she exists. Which, like, the two of them are such idiots. Like, Q later says, like, it's like you're already married, and he nails it. Like... What do they expect from each other, right? Like, obviously Picard didn't tell anybody about her. And obviously Vash is there to fucking steal shit. (laughs) Yes. What's the fucking big deal? Everybody knows who everybody is. Get over it. There's this sort of, like, secondary expectation happening that, like, makes no sense from both sides. Yeah. Where Vash somehow expects Picard to think their booty call is a relationship. Yeah, but it, maybe in her mind that's what a real... Like, she's just as fucked up as he is, right? That's like, true. The problem is they're the same person, but not in a complimentary way, right? No. They're, they're, they have, like, similar ideas on what a relationship is, Yeah, but they aren't meeting in the middle in any way. They, they as people, like, Picard is the most stuffed shirt that has ever lived. Yeah, he's just, like, yeah. a wild adventure type. This yeah. relationship would never work. <laughs> no, it no, it it does. I mean, it doesn't, right? Like, no. <laughs> she ends up on Deep Space Nine as an old lady. She gets turned into a skeleton lady. <laughs> Crusher is like, oh, I'll give her a tour of the Enterprise while you're busy, and Picard's like, he's like, sure, that's fine. That's like my. It's like every like person's worst nightmare like your girlfriend like kind of like meeting your ex and then they're like let's go on a tour of this giant spaceship yeah, let's go and talk, talk about them yeah and it's Fun. like please please god please god kill me <laughs> it's like the girl that you're trying to get with and a girl you've already been with are now touring the enterprise yeah and Vosh is like I'll behave myself or whatever and that's a lie <laughs> Dr. Crusher is like, oh, it's that kind of relationship. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. Yo, Vash, quick question. What's that dick like? (laughs) Like, you don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Nobody acts that jealous if that... That's... There's no way. There had to be something. Here's the the thing. There's a little... And uh, I'm not a part of this culture in any way, shape, or form, so I don't know. But there's a little, like... My husband and I saw you from across the bar, and we like your vibe shit going on here with Crusher. She takes her straight to Tin Forward and gives her a drink. Yeah, she's like, we like, we like you said, we like your vibe. (laughs) And, and like, they're talking about Picard or whatever, but then, like, Riker shows up, and he's like, Oh, God. A woman with a pulse. (laughs) Oh, my God, a woman. I got to fuck. And he comes up and he's like, hey, uh, nice ass. She's like, (laughs) eternity never looked such like a beautiful ass like you have. And she's like, oh, uh, I'm actually friends with the captain. And he's like, okay, what? She's like, yeah, Jean-Luc does a great impression of you. And Riker's like, what? (laughs) He's like, she's like, you're about to tell me that my boobies also look hot. Well, how do you? Or you must be. Uh, you must be Betazoid to be able yeah. to read my mind. Yeah, and, he, and she's like, Nah, dude. Picard does a great impression of you, and he's like, Oh, uh, uh, uh. 
Yeah. But um she's a little like bummed out again because Riker doesn't know who she is either. And You would think that he would nah, I guess he wouldn't. In her mind, these are Picard's friends who he confides in. Yeah, she doesn't understand the difference, right? No. Picard has no friends. He doesn't. He doesn't have friends. <laughs> um but Ry- Crusher pawns her off on Riker, which is again a little like you take her now. There's just some like strangeness going on in this episode. He's she's straight up like maybe he'll be interested. Gives him the drink, smiles coyly, and then leaves. Yeah. Well, she's gonna go like masturbate to this. <laughs> in my head, that's exactly what in, she does. In my fan fiction, that's in what my head canon, yes. But Riker takes her on tour up to the bridge, and uh, I love this part. There's. Like, she meets everybody on the bridge, and, like, Worf being Worf is like, I didn't know the the diplomats had access to the bridge. Yeah, and Riker's like, uh, Worf, read between the lines, buddy. She's, she's a friend of the captain. Friend, and he's like, mm, welcome <laughs> Yeah. Eating any good books lately, Worf? <laughs> You'd look great as a throw rug in Nottingham Castle. <laughs> The beginning of this episode feels like it takes a long time. Oh my god, this episode in the beginning, it's like 20 minutes of this. It and feels I was like, like them being Robin Hood is so short, comparatively. It's a pretty quick episode, and like I guess like not a lot of things happen, but yeah, this part is like, they're really hitting it home that like, yeah, I guess Picard kind of sucks at having friends, but she takes it personally or something. Yeah, or... they're really they're really kind of driving it home because she talks to like everyone on the crew who could have some sort of a connection to Picard. Yeah, and like because she talks to Deanna Troy next, and De- and Troy's like, oh well, like you know he's a very private man, and she's like, I know, I know, you I've know, heard that. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Picard is talking to the greenest Vulcan who has ever lived in all of space time. <laughs> wow! <laughs> they they took out fucking forest green kid paints and painted this dude up. <laughs> He's got super Vulcan jaundice. Yeah, I was like shocked at how green he was. Like I was like, they really wanted you to know this fucker wasn't a human from afar. <laughs> Dude, this guy smoked a ton of Vulcan weed. Green blood, green, green bud, blood. let's go. <laughs> um, but she like walks up to Picard and like grabs him and is like, We need to talk. She's all pissed and it's like yeah. weird. It's like very weird. And she's like, How come nobody knows who I am? And she's he's like, Well, you know, it's it's uh inappropriate. For them to know about our involvement. I would have been like, aren't you an international criminal? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you want people to not know who you are? She's like, well, don't worry. I won't embarrass you anymore. Uh, and she fucking pisses off. Uh, and I mean, like, in her mind, they're in a relationship. I don't know how she came to this conclusion, but they are. Yeah, I don't know, like... I didn't know, like, just showing up in someone's quarters unannounced, like, constitutes as, like, now I get to have an opinion about who you tell about me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I'm trying to see this from her point of view, because as we all know, M-Class is a fucking oh, disastrous yeah. wiener fest. It is no, we sausage are, yeah. everywhere. White-ass wiener dogs running <laughs> a show. 
and like I under if I'm thinking from her point of view that like she's an international uh, archaeology smuggler, an interplanetary right. archaeology smuggler. This is probably the most stable relationship she's ever had in her life. Yeah, I guess she really like does love him, and and like 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 Picard, they don't know how to show that, right? Yes. They're not, they're not like they weren't raised that way or whatever. Kind of like you and me, Jeff. <laughs> we we don't know how to show love. <laughs> the only love I know how to show is put chairs next to a bed. All right, that's true love. So I just roll out, out the fucking floor. So that's <laughs> what's wrong with me. I hit my head so many times. Oh no, he's um, concussed again. <laughs> but like Picard goes back to the bridge and into his ready room, and he's fucking mad. He's like. <laughs> And uh, Q is there, and he's like, give me a great big hug. Oh, it's Q. Oh, I missed one of my favorite parts before When she sits in the chair. Huh? When she sits in the chair is my favorite part. Oh, that's a good part. Because they're like, oh my god. <laughs> there's a, the part at the reception party where she walks past and Worf is standing with the group, and he's like, nice legs. <laughs> he says that to her? Like when she walks past, and then he looks back at the other crew members and goes, "For a human." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I missed that. I totally missed that part. I was like, "God damn, dude, that's that's a bit sexually harassing. It's a little fucked up, but all right." Nice legs. I could snap them in my two dicked teeth. My dicks have teeth now. Don't question it. It's. It will be explained later in a discovery. Oh my god. Well, it has to make sense for the moment, but doesn't make sense for the overarching theme of the show. But I've said too much. Now we don't discuss it with outsiders. <laughs> uh, now's the perfect time to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. I gotta go dust my desk flashlights. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Maud Adams. For natural flavor, I like cot. A lot. Because cot beverages are made with real honest-to-goodness fruit. Like sweet, juicy oranges, tart lemons and limes, luscious strawberries and raspberries, and succulent grapes. 30 delicious flavors, including diet flavors, non-carbonated flavors, and the best fruit beer you've ever tasted. All natural, all great. Enjoy the good taste of cot. Natural tastes better, so it's cot to be good. And we're back. This part two of Cupid. Oh God. And we're back. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I don't care. That's fine. Um Q is sitting at Picard's desk and he does a little switcheroo where Picard's sitting at his desk now. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, does this make you feel better? Dude, Q is laying it the fuck oh, on. Oh yeah, he's he's fully hamming it up this time. He's like such a dickweed to him. <laughs> he's a giant doucher in this episode. But it's he's like, like, what? What the fuck got into his fucking? Did someone piss in his cornflakes? Like, what's his deal? <laughs> I guess the first time when he put them all on trial was when he was the biggest dickhead. I was thinking when I was watching this, I was like. This dude must be the most bored motherfucker in all of existence. Yeah, it's imagine that you are you're a human being but you have the ability to do literally anything. It's like a video game, right? Like where god mode is on and yeah. you're just like, "All right, I'm done." And you're just like 
begging for anything to be interesting. Like, That's what he is doing right now. Like, you have the power to do literally anything in all of existence, and then you shrink yourself down to the size of an ant and bother one particular ant. And you're just like, <laughs> all right, ant, tell me a fun story. Basically, right? You're like, he's like, do something interesting, ant. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just... It, you're bothering a specific ant constantly. Yeah. But I love that, like, he loves Picard because he Picard does. doesn't give him any uh, of anything that he wants, which makes him interesting, right? Like, Picard isn't afraid of him. Picard doesn't, like, give in to his, like, bribe, right? Like, yeah. he's, he thinks about it, but he doesn't. And then There's finally, like, you can do to get to Picard. Yeah, yeah. And that's and what's interesting. Yeah, that's, like, really cool to him. Because everybody else would just be like, oh, my God, Q, oh, kiss his ass and shit, right? Like, mm -hmm. and, Or they would be afraid of him, and they'd be like, ah! <laughs> it is funny that, like, now that I think about it, none of any of the Starfleet people are ever afraid of Q. Yeah, I, I would I don't, be. Like, I don't know why. I'd be like, like, I love the part when, like, I think it's, like, right after this when, uh, uh, Q leaves because he like bribes Picard. He's like, I you, I owe you for freeing me, right? And like, you would have, I yeah. would have killed myself. And then like Picard like is like number one, come in here and like. Oh, it's he's my like, favorite part in the episode. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I just was paid a visit from Q, and he's like, what did he want? And he's like, he wanted to do me a favor. And then he turns around and goes. I'll tell the crew. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is that announcement? Like, uh, attention crew, uh, Q just showed up, so, you know, like, watch out for anyone peeking in through the bulkheads at you. <laughs> watch out for general chicanery. Yeah. On the ship. Yeah, like, if, if, you know, like, something turns into, like, a dog or something, tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Picard, for his part, just shakes off the cues there, and he goes to visit Vosh, and, like, there's a little, like, Laurel and Hardy-ass, like, old-school physical comedy shit where, like, he slowly walks past somebody and waits for them to leave and, like, double takes down both directions. He goes, yeah, he goes back to the way he came. He doesn't want even, like, Ensign Jimmy, whoever the fuck that was, yeah. to know where he's going. Which, like, how would that guy know who's in there? Exactly. And also, like, he walks in and he immediately says he's not embarrassed of her. I'm like, you liar. <laughs> he's lying. Yeah, he's lying. But he, he walks in and they have a little heart-to-heart -heart for a second until he finds a bunch of maps of the ruins of whatever the fuck the name of the planet is. Yeah, she leaves all her fucking, like, crime paraphernalia sitting yeah. out. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> What She's got fuck? all of her jewel thief shit sitting out on a table. <laughs> she has, like, a fucking, like, blowtorch and, like, a glass cutter. <laughs> Picard's like, you said you were here to visit me. And she's like, well, that's half true. Yeah, and it's it's the same thing, man. It's now Picard is yeah. playing the victim, right? Now he's... One of them her. has to be the victim, and the other yes. one has to be the aggressor in their yes. minds. And yep. it's perfectly interchangeable, which makes for a bad relationship. Yes, it's not great. Uh, she's like, you know, this is who I am, and you can't change that. And Picard's like, well, I believe that's true, and I guess we have nothing more to say to each other. Uh, the breakup of the century. And Picard leaves, and Vosh huffs, sits down in a chair, and Q sticks his little head through the wall. Like, hee <laughs> hee It's a really cool effect. 
But I always thought it was so stupid. Like, like he's just sitting out on the fucking hall and he just like looks in. Like, <laughs> I also love when Picard like looks around the fucking uh, room and he finds a shitty shovel and like a fucking like whatever the hell, like a survey. I guess it's like a surveyor's tool, right? Yeah, like, he's like, I'm gonna have to confiscate this. And it's, it's like, where was she hiding this shit? It's just sitting in the corner somewhere? Like, I'm a big fan of, like, no matter how far in the future you go, a shovel is a shovel. A shovel is a shovel, man. <laughs> That's what I always say about uh, hypodermic needles. Like, in Star Trek, it'd be really cool if we had that shit, right? Yeah. But there's never not going to be needles, because it's the cheapest, easiest thing to make. Oh, absolutely. It sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's that's uh, capitalism, and boy, can I go on a fucking screed about capitalism. Oh, right I now. love screed. That'd be like your Star Wars name. Screed. Screed Blimblo is my <laughs> Star Wars name. Screed Bliblo? Yeah. Screed, screed uh, Bliblo. That's a great name. What um, would be mine? Can you make one up for me? Uh... Cordo <laughs> Dingle. So basically, we're hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> we're basically Star Wars hobbits. I'm fine with that. I'd love to live That's that cool. hobbit life. That'd be great. Um, I don't even remember mine anymore. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Screed Biblo. Um, Picard's trying to go to bed and is uh, extremely sexual. Oh my god. Uh, nighty. That's like the suit they put you in if you're, like, going to a swing party in the 70s. <laughs> but uh, Q comes in, and Picard's like, whatever your game is, it'll have to wait until tomorrow until Q mentions Vosh. And then his eye I love this shot. His eyes really cool go shot. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the shot. He's, like, in the foreground, and Q's behind him, and he, his eyes open wide, and it's really cool. <laughs> He's like, look... Uh, you you've become a lesser to me because you've fa- fallen under the spell yeah. of love like you're a baser emotions it's hard to tell with Q like everyone like hates Q a lot oh yeah i i love Q because i think he knows what he's doing all the t- like he's right he's a god right like there's no way that Q's just showing up and he's like rolling with the punches right how how could he he knows what's going to happen so he's like pushing Picard in a certain direction that he wants him to go, right? And like him being like a bastard to Picard in this episode is like really out of left field in a way. Like, like Q's kind of a bastard, but like, yeah, not, not really. But well, it's I like, th- why is he doing this? That Q is like an immature type of god, like like say like a Greek or Roman god. Yeah, he's right? like he a has that sort Loki. of pettiness. He's Loki. Him. Yeah, and. In his mind, what he's doing is 100% to Picard's benefit. Yes. Like, he's trying to show Picard that love makes him weak and less of a per- less of the person he's supposed to be. Less yeah. of the person that Q sees him as, anyway, which is like a more evolved human. Yeah. Because what, what Q is really interested in with Picard isn't so much that Picard rebukes him where other people wouldn't, because everybody kind of tells him to fuck off. Right. Uh, that's what that like sort of interest him to begin with, but what he really sees in Picard is the next step in human evolution. Yeah, he says that right. He's like, "You're, you're. I thought you were so evolved, like, yes. but you're just like everybody else. Like, you, your heart can be broken." 
It's, it's all brutal. the sadness on your face. Yeah. Pathetic. Pathetic. And it's like, dude, like, this dude, this is the dude who showed Picard the Borg. And yeah. was like, hey, check this shit out. Like, keep your moral high ground with this shit going on, right? And yeah, now he's, he's like, he's like, actually, love is worse than the Borg. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> if I would have known sooner, I would have showed up as a woman. Like, if, yeah. yeah, dude, it's so good. Picard's got the not gays, so he's like, Whoa. that's right. But Picard's <laughs> like, look, uh, leave Vosh out of this. This is between me and you. And Q's like, but what about my debt? And Picard's like, just get the fuck out. He's yeah, like, he's like, I don't right. want, I don't want anything. Leave. Uh, Picard's giving his extremely boring speech. Oh my god! About who gives a fuck? <laughs> he's like, let's talk about two billion years worth of bullshit. <laughs> if I was, if I was a decent video editor, I would edit in everybody being bored during Data's poetry recital into uh, dude, Picard's I can do speech. that. I can do that. Especially Riker falling asleep. <laughs> you know what? You just gave me something to do. I'll do that. I'll do that on like Fridays. But uh, little little triangular hats start appearing on people. Like Riker gets a quarter staff. Data yeah. turns into a monk. <laughs> they sort of just kind of start looking at each other. Like what the fuck? I love uh, Crusher with the hat and like. Troy, like, looks at her, and she's like, look at your head, right? She, like, does the eyes, like, look at... And Crusher is so, like, adorable. She, like, looks up, and she's, like, trying to get the hat off, almost. Like a, <laughs> like a cat or something. I just love the way she, like, is, like... She's so cute she in She is extremely scene. cute in it. <laughs> um... We'll we'll talk in a little bit about some writing sexism, but... Yeah, uh, for yeah, now, everything's fine. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The, um... And then Picard's like, what is going on? But then he transforms into a Robin Hood costume. Uh, and they all disappear and reappear in some woods. And they're like, are we on Tagua 3? And Picard's like, well, my terrible beard and mustache says that they don't have oak trees on Tagua 3. No. <laughs> and we we learn that Picard is... I'm, I'm a big fucking Robin Hood guy. I love Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood was huge at this point yeah there were like four different robin hood movies out at this because point. of because of prince of thieves which is a great movie and we should definitely watch it <laughs> add yeah. it to the list uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, my favorite of course being robin hood men in tights oh yeah men in tights uh you like the disney robin hood too i do I like, like the one. disney robin hood a lot yep um but like picard is robin hood Riker is little john um, Worf is Will Scarlet. Yeah, Worf is Will Scarlet. Uh, um, Jordy is Alan Adale. Yeah, and, who nobody remembers. Well, he's the rooster who sings the song in um, the Disney one. What is he in the Prince of Thieves? I don't he, think he's in it. I don't think he's in it. Yeah, I judge all my Robin Hood facts on that movie. Oh, so Jesus, <laughs> he's not in Men in Tights either, but he's like a. Bard, so they'd have to get somebody who could actually play. An Where's instrument. a chew? That's a good question. Son of a sneeze. A sneeze. <laughs> um, the and uh, Crusher and Troy are uh, also there. Um, yeah, they're in the <laughs> Data's Friar Tuck. Yeah, that'd um, be funny if they made like Crusher Friar Tuck. <laughs> that would be really funny. 
but they're just there. Even though there are, like, much the Miller's son and yeah. uh, David or, or something. There, there are other members other ones. of the Merry yeah. Men, but they're just there. Well, they didn't want to confuse the flyovers. <laughs> I guess true. Like, the flyovers yeah, yeah. know Will Scarlet so well. Yeah, uh, yeah. But <laughs> the, um... They're like, this must be Q's doing, but then, like, a dude shows up on a horse, and he's like, fuck you! It's Guy of Gisborne. It's Sir Guy of Gisborne. Guy Gisborne. <laughs> and uh, Worf is so mad that they're in this stupid fucking thing. He's, he Dude. does his famous line. Yep. He's like, uh, which I love. I'm not going to detract from it. I love this. He's like, uh, sir, I must protest. I am not a merry man. I love how he just hauls off and attacks this dude. Oh, like, he's so mad about what's he's going like, on. fuck this. He's like, I'm done with this He shit. pulls his sword out and starts screaming, running towards him and attacking him. <laughs> but the guy's on a horse. So even yeah. though Worf is like slamming the shit out of him with his sword. The guy has the height advantage and gets a, a slice off on Warp. Yeah, if this was, like, real war, he would have, like, cut the horse out from yeah, under him. absolutely. It would have been brutal. <laughs> uh, I think they missed an opportunity when they called them back. It, he calls them back into the forest. And he's like, Warp, that's an order. Warp should have punched the horse out. That would be a great Conan <laughs> reference. Like when he punches the camel, yeah. that'd be so. They, that's hard to do though. But yeah, that would have been awesome. He should like Spock. He should have punched the horse out like Spock did. <laughs> oh, what is in five? Yeah, in five. Yeah, he punches the. Oh my god, that's okay. It's a space horse. <laughs> it's not a real horse. It's, it's not fine. real. <laughs> but um, they get back into the woods and they hear the sound of. Hoofbeats coming from the distance. I thought it was really funny that Q just appears near them after a while. Yeah, I. I you know what else I'm gonna edit in? I'm gonna edit in the do 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 the reggaeton shit. <laughs> but he's like, uh, they're like Q. This is your doing, and he's like, you should call me by my right, my rightful title, the High Sheriff of Nottingham. Uh. And they're like, release us from this fantasy. And he's like, well, this fantasy, as you call it, I've allowed a life of its own. It's quite beyond my control now. Even I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, right. And he's like, but I do know that Maid Marion will be executed at dawn. And Picard just immediately is like, Vosh. I love when he's like, what is Robin Hood most known for? And Jordy's like, he robs from the rich and gives to the poor. And, and Q's like, that. Q's like, no, you fucking idiot. Data, and then Data, gets Data comes right. in with the clutch. And he gives a little kiss on the head from Q, because Q loves Data. Is this, this is like right after Troy shoots the arrow, right? No, this is before this is that. Before that. Yeah. I yeah. do love that scene so much. Yeah. <laughs> But um, the most annoying character in Star Trek history appears in this next scene. Oh, God. Um, Vosh is, like, pacing back and forth all angry, trying to figure out what's happening. And this lady, this lady is doing the worst fucking period voice I've oh, ever heard lady, in my life. Oh, going to wear at the floorboards. It's like, no, you're leaving, my lady. It's like Rich Masters is talking. Aww. <laughs> I'll have no part in this slander. Oh, we're doing bros before bros later. 
wake up now? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's good that Rich doesn't listen to our shows and won't hear you shitting. <laughs> oh, he'll hear about it. He'll fucking hear about it. We did call him a serial killer at one point. Well, I'm only saying true things. You're talking oh, about geez. some... <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, and then Sir Guy of Gisborne comes in, and yeah. she's like, Everyone knows Sir Guy! <laughs> I was like, I don't even think I know who this is. <laughs> I looked up, because, like... None of the adaptations I've ever seen have, have Sir Guy him. of Gisborne. They always put him as the Sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, they right? have them be yeah. the same guy. Yeah. He's in the original stories, like before Robin Hood got like monarchified and became yeah. like a odd, like kiss the boots of Richard the Lionheart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sir Guy of Gisborne was like a hired killer who was sent to kill Robin Hood. That's a way cooler thing. Like, and Robin Hood being the baddest of them all, fucking, like, Little John gets, gets captured. Yeah. And Robin Hood fights Sir Guy of Gisborne, fucking lobs his head off. Nice. Takes his clothes and puts them on. And pretends and to be And he cuts the guy's face up so you can't tell, and you think he's Robin Hood. Oh, like he killed Robin Hood, yeah. And then he returns with the head... And is like, I'll also kill Little John for you. And he just fucking he cuts Little him. John out and they take off. That's amazing. I love that guy. <laughs> That's like fucking Hannibal Lecter shit. Yeah. he's uh, As all heroes of the past were, he is completely immune to humanity. He has none. He murders and it's great. <laughs> Dude, fuck it. You know what? Fuck these English fucks. <laughs> he, true. He... <laughs> You hear that, Rich? But um. <laughs> oh, you can't say that about our queen. But uh, like, I don't know if people know this because like all of our modern Robin Hood shit has Robin as like Robin, Sir Robin of Loxley. Yeah, he's like a knight in the crusade. He's like, shit. yeah, he's like a landowning noble or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, originally, he was like uh, a poor man. He's a hood. That's why he's called Hood, yeah. right? Like Robin the Hood. Yeah. And yeah. he uh, he was of the yeoman class, which is you know yeah. like salesmen, millers, working people. Yeah. And uh, he hated the monarchy, and that's why he became a thief. Yeah, but you can't have that when you have kings and shit, right? No. So you gotta like change he, he the story. Became a, yeah. The monarchy bootlicker in the yeah. retelling of the stories. I the the Russell Crowe Robin Hood is pretty good. Um, I've never seen that one. There's that also the one with the kid from The Kingsman, and that one's like takes place like in the Crusades, and it's like fucking Assassin's Creed and shit. Oh, yeah. It's like it's fucking wild, man. I've it's seen like, clips of that one. It's like fuck is going on? Michael Bay's Robin <laughs> yeah, Hood. <laughs> yeah, there's like explosions. It's like the, what is with the explosions? How is it, how are things exploding? Data yeah. didn't throw an hourglass arm, into a his fire. arm balls. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, Vosh is, like, pissed off, and she, like, slaps Sir Guy of Gisborne or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm, your execution will be at noon. And she's like, well, wait a minute, let's fuck. Let's talk about this. Which is, like, so good, right? Yeah, she, like, changes sides immediately when she she's realizes a, it's She's a her. con man. Yeah, Of absolutely. course, of course she's gonna do this. Back in the forest... The crew of the Enterprise are, like, trying to figure out 
like how to fit into their roles and cues like little simulation of Robin Hood and I love LaForge's playing his little mandolin because he's Alan Adale, but he's terrible. Yeah. It's awful. So Worf gra- like asks if he can see it and then yeah. smashes the fuck out of it and hands I, it back I, uh, to I always thought this was a, a a nod to Animal House, right? Yes. Because that's what Jim Belushi does at Animal House. John Belushi, John sorry. Belushi. Not Jim, yeah, not Jim's never done anything the, good. The good one. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and he even says sorry when he hands it by yeah. the same way. The same way, yep. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Troy is trying to teach herself how to use a bow and arrow. She won't need to teach herself how to use a rifle or six shooters later, but she does need to teach herself how to shoot an arrow. <laughs> it's harder to shoot an arrow, I guess. True. But she hits Data. Yo, she's got terrible form. And Data's like, don't worry, you hit my sixth intercostal support. Yeah. And everything seems to be working fine, and his hand is like... <laughs> and he, like, rips the arrow. <laughs> Don't worry, your aim is improving. <laughs> uh, some physical comedy is always good. I'm a big fan. Picard's like, look, <laughs> little John, I'm gonna go rescue Maid Marian on my own. You guys stay here and chill. Yeah. And Riker's like, what? It's like, fuck that. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, we're a crew. And he's like, I don't want to risk your lives for hers. I'll go and save her. Mm-hmm. Riker's like, all right. Sure, we'll stay here. That's what we're definitely going to do, just like in the story of Robin Hood. Yeah. we The, <laughs> the Merry Men definitely don't get involved at all. They don't, they don't save the day. Yep. Uh, Q is pissed at this point because his whole idea was that Vosh was going to get executed. Yeah. But now she's saying she's going to marry Sir Guy. And she's he's like, this is incredible. He's like, some different thing is happening. Yeah, I didn't think this was going to happen. What the fuck? And he's like, gets his popcorn out and he's like, I'm going to wash the fuck out of this. Picard <laughs> climbs up through Vosh's window and Vosh is like, okay, what's the plan? And he's like, we're going to get out of here. And she's like, wait, are you by yourself? Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, where is Riker? He's like, yeah, we can get out of here if we hurry. And she's like, your plan is for you versus an entire castle? <laughs> and he's like, and it would work if you would hurry up! Yeah. And she's like, look, uh, how about this plan? I'm gonna stay here and marry Sir Guy if I have to, and you can fuck off. Yeah, well, I'll figure out a way to get free at some point, yeah. right? And then, um... Which is interesting, because, like... Like, to her, it's like, whatever, the marriage is a sham, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not but, real. But back in the day, that was like, honor bound, you're married. The woman was like, couldn't just divorce the guy, right? It was like a death sentence, fucking. Yeah, to her. Yeah. I always get the idea that Vosh isn't, has like never been to Earth. Yeah, like she's like a space person. Yeah, I get the idea yeah. that she doesn't have a whole lot of connection to her human heritage. Because yeah. Vosh is not like a human name. No, it's a cool name, but it's not I get human. The, I get the idea that she was like maybe raised by aliens or something, because she doesn't get that she's in Robin Hood until way later than everybody else. Yeah, she's like, oh, Robin Hood, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and she, yeah. <laughs> but like a bunch of um, guards burst in because they hear him like angrily yelling. Yeah. Because he like picks her up to try and like take her out. Um, <laughs> and then Vosh is like, Yes, this is. A, I captured him for you, Sir Guy. Yeah, she pulls his sword a wedding on him. present. 
Yeah, fuck, dude. Q's like, oh my god! He's like, what the fuck? This bitch is crazy! <laughs> these human bitches be crazy! Yo, don't fucking fuck with these human bitches! Uh, Vosh has her, the uh, most annoying character in Star Trek history come in. Oh, it's me! And she's, she's like, here, take this letter to Robin's men in Sherwood Forest. She's like, but it's dark! I get lost! <laughs> we are afraid of the dark in here! And uh, Q pops the fuck in, and he's like, uh, get the fuck out, maid. Yeah. And Mast- Maid Masters. <laughs> Oh no! That's her name in the story, and I think she's a relative of Rich. This is hurting me. I'm not even rich, and it's hurting me. <laughs> but uh, he's he comes in and he's like, you know what? You've piqued my interest. You're a very very interesting woman. You've done everything the opposite that I thought you yeah. would. Since yeah, yeah. He expected here. he expected the story to play out because anyone who gets kidnapped by a gross English man would be like, "Fuck you! I'm not marrying yeah, your dumbass." You know, if Rich Masters kidnapped me. I would do it. I would go for it. Yeah, I'd be like, "You want, you want a sloppy toppy, me lord." Rich, Rich is. I've said this before. Rich is Sears catalog model handsome. No, he's amazingly. He handsome. is a handsome man. I don't want to tell you how many times I've jizzed and three to him, but it's above sixty. Well, hold up, times. hold up one second. You just said jizzed and threed like they're two different things. <laughs> Well, some days it's a jizz, some days it's a three. Hmm. I write it on my calendar as different things. Depends on how much, how intense it is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he finds the letter that she was trying to send to uh, Picard's men, and he's like, oh my god, you traitorous wench, this is he, great! He's like, you're, you're fucked up. He's like, dude, you're like... You tricked me. Like, you're like, fucking wild, you baby. You are fully <laughs> fucked up. Wow. <laughs> you're worth. You're definitely worth better stu- more study. Anyway, guards, yeah. come in and yeah. kill this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the execution's back on, baby. Double execution. Time for some <laughs> killing. <laughs> uh, man, we get some sick swashbuckling. It's true. Like, Vosh and Picard are arguing. Q's like, you're like a fucking married couple. Yeah. But Picard's <laughs> like, look, Q, set Vosh free. This is between you and me. She doesn't need to be punished. And he's, she's like, oh, you still care about me. He's and like, I'm like, of course I do, yeah. Like, this is a bad relationship. Like, you should yeah. not be together. <laughs> they're they're constantly testing each other, which is, like, super fucking not healthy, right? Does like, this not feel like a different episode than what we were watching a few minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, this whole, this whole episode is bizarre. Like, this is a bizarre episode. Well, uh, Picard Hood... <laughs> Picard and Hood puts yeah. his uh, head down on the block. He's about to be executed old-fashioned ch- way. The chopping broccoli. <laughs> well, that's a reference that I'm probably the only one who got listening to this. It's it's from a thing in the 90s. You see, in the 90s. In the 90s, we had Dana Carvey. <laughs> we don't know why we had him, but we did. We were stuck with what we had at the time. We didn't choose who was on Saturday Night Live. We still Saturday don't. Night Live chose who landed on us. <laughs> but uh, we find out that uh, 
everybody is wearing the same robes that Picard was wearing earlier uh, yeah. on the whole Merry Men crew. And Riker's like, Data, we need a diversion now. Data's like, I know just the thing because I'm a space robot. Data opens his arm up, pulls out an, an hourglass with red sand in it. Yeah. And tosses it into a brazier. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that shit is. but He doesn't need it, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Maybe his arm didn't work for the rest of the day. Who knows? Um, the headsman's about to bring that axe down, but then the brazier fucking explodes. The Enterprise crew all very slowly throw their, uh, brown burlap sacks off. Dude, can we talk about the double Kirk axe handle that Picard pulls off? Oh, yeah. It's like a sick fucking crit combo that he pulls off. He pulls off two Picard, uh, two Kirk moves in a row. He pulls off the double axe handle, and then he pulls off the uh, full body throw. The full body guys. throw, yeah. Damn, that's right. Um, What kind of testicular fortitude do you need when a guy, two guys are th- waving a s- two swords at you, and you just throw your body, your at them. whole body, like fuck, maybe I won't get stabbed to death. <laughs> so our heroes, uh, Riker, Jordy, and Data, all sword fight. Yeah, the men all sword. They fight. all sword fight because they all got peepees. Yeah, all the women yes. pick up pots and slam them into people's heads, and then giggle and run away. Yeah. I don't... What the fuck? <laughs> I don't... It's it's bonkers, right? It is fully bonkers. <laughs> it's like fucking like... I'm watching like... I don't even... I don't know. Like a Looney Tunes episode at this point? <laughs> like why... Where, okay, first of all, where are the pots? What are they? Second of all, just stab them. <laughs> yeah, why can't the women have swords? Are we, just, are we yeah. not that involved in Star Trek's future that women get swords? Why isn't... Why isn't uh, Troy using a bow and arrow like it cuts to her just like really accurately using yeah. a bow and arrow. That's where you go with that. You do the you do the standard joke that everybody loves that I also love where she like pulls the bow and arrow back and fires it and it hits a guy right in the chest and he goes oh and then they're like wow great shooting Troy and she's like oh I was I'm aiming, aiming for the other guy I was aiming for yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like a guy swings towards her and she shoots it and hits him in the chest and then she's like, I was aiming for the rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yes, that's exactly... I don't know where this pot shit comes from. No. it's But it's the, dumb as shit. And the thing is, like, this episode was co-written by a woman. Yeah. So why are know. the women, like, damseling in this episode? Yeah, yeah, the... I, also, there's, like, there's even a moment where um, Vosh like starts kicking ass for two seconds, and then she just gets picked up and run off. Yeah, she throws that guard like off the ledge, and he like Wilhelm screams, right? <laughs> He's like, you know, uh, the pacing of this scene bothered me slightly. I will say that. Yeah, because Picard starts his duel with Sir Guy. And they're, like, sword fighting, and Sir Guy says, I'm the greatest swordsman in all of Nottingham. Yeah. And then it cuts away to three separate scenes of other things happening. Yeah. And the, then Picard and Sir Guy continue sword fighting for a good, like, 30 seconds. The payoff does not come no. quickly. And Picard says, there's one thing you should know about me. And then, like, and another clack, 10 clack, seconds clack, goes clack, by. Clack, <laughs> clack. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. he's like, I'm not from Nottingham. And when I was yeah. watching, I was like, why the fuck did he say that? And then I was like, oh, wait, like, five minutes ago. Yeah, because Sir Guy said he was the greatest swordsman, right? Yeah. 
But, like, Picard murders a man. Um, Which is fine. The crew fully murder, like, a bunch of people. Yeah, Jordy fucking goes, like, fucking yeah. ham and Jordy's kills Jordy's like, blood lost! He's like, I can see the soul leaving the body with my visor! <laughs> he fucking, like, stabs the guy and he pulls him close and, like, breathes in the guy's last <laughs> breath. It's fucked. <laughs> like, steam comes out and he... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... Picard kills Sergei and he runs in and him and Vosh embrace and he's like, let's end the charade, Q. Yeah. And uh, he's like, look at you. I'm just trying to show you that love brings out only the worst in you. It's dangerous, yeah. And Vosh is like, it actually brings out the best and like starts listing off all these good qualities and Q is like, you're good. You're very, you're very good. good. <laughs> like, she's playing him like a fucking fiddle. Yeah. Um, everybody gets <laughs> sent back to the Enterprise after this. Uh, I did want to s- say I absolutely love the costuming in this episode. Yeah. The idea of giving Worf, like, a fanciful hat and an all-red outfit for it's Will hilarious. Scarlet is so great. And <laughs> I I fucking love that, like, little John has his, like, woodsman's pelt on top yeah, of his outfit. Yeah, he looks... Yeah. So good. Yeah, I love the scene in the fight, though, when Q... <coughs> Sorry. Sorry, I love the scene when Q is just eating the chicken wing, and it's just a shot of him just like it's like he's watching a movie. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. He's just like, enjoying he himself. Yeah, and I also like to think that like when they come back, like all the councilmen are gone. Like, yeah, they're all like, just like been... looking at each other when they disappear, and they go, well, oh well, and like, oh, well. and they get up and like go do another thing. Guess uh Guess that's over. I guess that was the end. Uh, I don't know why <laughs> a, they beamed out like that, but whatever. What <laughs> Picard uh, returns to his ready room uh, quite leisurely when they don't know where Vosh is, but um, yeah. she appears in uh, s- what is listed here as safari garb, but I'm sure people around the world of different skin tones would know as colonizer garb. Yeah, it's uh, like we're watching the African Queen, except much more racial undertones. She's, <laughs> she's like, Q and I had much to discuss and uh, for business but, partners, but Q proved that you still care about me. And Picard's like, "Of course I do." Where are you going next? And that's when Q shows up and cucks Picard. <laughs> He's like, "We're going to the Motel Six, bitch." He's like, "We're gonna have fun. <laughs> we're going to Tagus Three, and we're gonna fuck on all the illegal artifacts." <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Q, being a dirty, dirty bird, is like, aren't you going to kiss her goodbye? I love that he, like, would get off on this. Yeah. I guess it's more about him watching Picard be intimate. Like, not, like, super intimate, but, like, him being vulnerable, That side of him, right? He doesn't know about. Yeah, he doesn't get to see that. Vosh and Picard kiss, say say goodbye, and that they'll see each other again, and Vosh disappears, never to see Picard again. And then she turns into a skeleton. R.I.P. <laughs> Whoops. Nice legs for a human corpse. For a human. <laughs> I like when Klingon women's legs have teeth on them. <laughs> That's the sexiest shit. 
It's like a shark's jaw when I'm fucking eating out the double puss. Jesus Christ. It's Klingon. I'm, that's what they say. That's, oh my God. <laughs> that's what they say. That's how they are. <laughs> what? I didn't say anything offensive, damn it. What? I can't say that now. <laughs> what what I do? What I do? What I say? What I do? What I do? It's a mad TV reference. No way I'll get that shit. This is a good show. Speaking of good shows, we'll be right back with our final thoughts and final scores for the episode after these messages. Constructs, Thundering Tracks, and Skyblazer, each sold separately from Fisher Price. Constructs! Welcome back, everybody, from those delightful messages. I can only assume they had something to do with Alcoa. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Not again. Maybe Bronk. Maybe it was Bronk. <laughs> I'll never get tired of Bronk. What a great show that lasted so long. Oh um, my god, I can remember every episode. What a great show that either of us have seen. <laughs> so it's the time of the episode where we really hunker down and we just... Uh, well, anyway. It's the end of the part of the episode. <laughs> we really hunker down and take our pants off and go to town. I was I was going to make a doo-doo joke, but I figure we usually make enough of those. I don't need to force one out. <laughs> do, do do we? <laughs> Get it? Force one out. We're both too good for this. this Why aren't we rich? <laughs> Why aren't we rich masters? Oh, I'm rich masters. It's me right here. I knew he was going to do that, everybody. I set him up. I set Bye, him up Rich. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Rich. <laughs> we love you. Um, so, Josh, what what do you think of this episode? What is your What is your honest review of Cupid? So, okay, like, um, this isn't, like, the best TNG episode, but it's not bad. I, I'm gonna give it a 7, because it's fun, but it's also, like, the first part drags on, like, a whole hell of a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always hated this episode when I was a kid, but now I think it's, like, more fun. I don't know, 7, it's, it's a 7. That's, like, pretty, a pretty solid 7. <laughs> Hmm. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, I think a couple fun facts. Wait, wait! <laughs> John you can't skip fun... to John Larroquette? It's John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Okay. Uh, during the filming of this episode, Jonathan Frakes' uh, prop quarterstaff broke after being hit by a sword, and a splinter went into his eye, cutting it. What the fuck? All right, it just got knocked down to a six. He uh, was taken to the hospital... But due to the rush, he was taken in his Robin Hood outfit, and everybody nice. at the hospital was uh, pretty incredulous about it. Would they try to have sex with him, like in that one episode when that <laughs> alien fucks him? We'll let you go back and film Star Trek, but only if you yeah. give us something. Yeah, you're gonna need to get your fuck on. 
uh, John Larroquette of or like Kevin Cole Bummer of the week. Wait, that was the fun fact, and then now this is the bummer. Yeah, the fun fact was that a guy got hurt, and the bummer. <laughs> this could also be a fun fact if that one was. <laughs> uh, Marina Sirtis and Gates McFadden are the only members of the cast that were had previously trained in sword fighting. And they didn't get to use it. Only the men were allowed to use swords. McFadden has commented, Marina and I have always laughed about the fact that both of us can do fencing and that sort of thing, but we're the ones who bash pots over people's heads instead of doing karate or whatever. (laughs) Instead of doing karate? (laughs) That's like the most mom-ass shit I've ever heard. Uh, Director Cliff Bowl, uh, being a man of the late 1980s who was old at the time, said, I got a few letters about Cupid that the women wrote asking why the ladies weren't involved in a more modern way with the fighting. It was my feeling that we went back to the 12th century and we were doing the 12th century and I can't change history. Yes, that is... What? That is... (laughs) Huh? That's some lead brain shit, right? That's like fucking logic soup, dude. What Uh, the fuck are you talking... What, what Robin Hood f- is a story, bro. Number one, Robin Hood's a story. Number two, <laughs> the thing you're doing is a story. Is a story. Yeah. Number three, in your story, these women are from the 24th century. Yeah, yeah. They time. They fucking time travel essentially. Like, what are you talking about? What in the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Damn, dude. Man, Bolians would be. Upset to know they were named after that fucking guy. Yeah, we gave him too much fucking credit because he shit on Wesley Crusher. Yeah, well, you know, I hate to agree with him. (laughs) (laughs) It balances out somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So my actual review of the episode, I'm going to give it... um, I keep going back and forth, right? Yeah. Because I love Robin Hood. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a big Robin Hood head. I'm a big Robin head yeah, Robin Hood, that's what they call him. I love uh, a ton of Robin Hood adaptations. I love reading the original stories. Mm-hmm. So having Robin Hood and Star Trek is two great flavors that taste great together to it's me. chocolate and vanilla. But um, It's lamb and tuna fish. The first half of this episode drags so hard. It does. It does. And... The actual Robin Hood part of the episode feels so short. Yeah. I it, I think I'm going to yeah. give it a 7. That's what I gave it. I know. I was going to give it a 7.5 because of the Robin Hood factor, but if, if it wasn't for the Robin Hood factor, I'd give it like a 6.5. I feel like a TNG episode that's a 7 is like a totally watchable episode. Oh yeah, right? a 7 in general, if you give something a 7, yeah. that's pretty damn good. It's totally passable, it's it's good. Like, like I'd like sit five, down and watch like it. 5 is blandly average. It's as average yeah. as you can get. And Anything six, below 5 is bad. Yes. And 6 that's is a little bad. bit better. It's less bland. It's more interesting. 7 is when you're starting to get into the genuinely good episodes. What did we give the the JJ movies? Like 2s? We, we weren't giving scores. Oh, we didn't give... Oh, we should go back and give them scores. We could do that as like a, a special like, we would have Patreon to watch them. thing. Yeah, we, we wouldn't have to, have watch, to them. watch them. I remember. 
<laughs> Honestly, man, I couldn't tell you what happens in In the Darkness. That's true. Because well, I, I don't think anything. Even happens. if I just watched it, I wouldn't be able to tell you what happens in In the I know, Darkness. I know for some reason they go to Kronos, which is the dumbest shit yeah. I've ever heard. And they meet the Predators. The Predators of Kronos are there, yeah. <laughs> yep. They're Predators, but they're also wearing Herman Munster jackets and pants. <laughs> Yeah, and they, like, let them go or something. They shoot at them, but then they don't kill them. I, I don't know. Anyway. Then they're back Then they're back on Earth or something. I don't know. Uh, we've talked about redoing all the movies for Patreon, but that is a, uh extremely in-depth undertaking. Four is on Prime. I almost watched it the other night. Um, all That's of the movies story. except the first one are on... Uh, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Why is the first one not on there? Because they released a Blu-ray and they want you to buy them. Oh, I had to go buy a blu Okay, yeah, I'm not going to do that. No. I don't even have a fucking Blu-ray player, dude. <laughs> I think my PS4 can play Blu-rays. Yeah, 4s too. Uh, I haven't bought a Blu-ray. Well, no, I've been bl- I've been buying... Um, well, Crystal's been buying me... I think they're DVDs. Uh, like, the special metal box set of all yeah. of the Ghibli movies. Yeah. She's been buying them for me one at a time for holidays, and it's fucking sick. (laughs) I love them. What's your favorite Studio Ghibli movie? Princess Mononoke. That's a good one. I like Totoro. Totoro is adorable. Because nothing scary, like, not a lot of scary shit happens. Like, the the younger sister goes missing, but you know she's fine the whole time. Yeah, she just, yeah, cat bus, man. Come on, cat bus. I, I also love... Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Oh, I've only seen like parts of that. I think uh, Patrick Stewart is in that, isn't he? He voices so. the American overdub. I yeah. think so, yeah. I think he's in it. Um, Ghibli's fucking amazing. Everybody go watch him. Yeah, it's a good. To, it's good to just put that on and just kind of like fucking chill out. Chill out, man. Smoke some fucking dope and chill. Although in <laughs> Princess Mononoke, you, if you're like too... If you're too smoked out when you get to the scene where uh, my boy Ashitaka starts shooting people's heads off with a bow and arrow. <laughs> That's pretty sick, though. Oh, also, in Spirited Away, don't be high and watch that. Because, one, there's delicious fucking food in it. Oh, yeah. And, two, it's scary as shit. <laughs> Spirited Away is so good. Spirited Away is one of those movies that doesn't tell you anything. No, you you learn about all the characters in the world just through seeing things happening on the screen. It's very uh, Guillermo del Toro, right? Oh like, yeah, I, it's I a, feel like it's fully show don't tell. I yeah, think those he, movies really had an influence on him. Yeah, I think he took that from them. Yeah, I I do love a Guillermo del Toro film as well. Pan's Labyrinth is amazing. It's a that movie's a work of fucking art, man. Yeah. It's Hellboy so 1 and 2. Hellboy 2 is great. Yeah, people, people like really underrate Hellboy 2. Hellboy yeah, I don't know 2 why. is great. I don't, I don't under. I mean, like, Hellboy is, like, a ridiculous concept. Like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the Nazis opened a portal to hell, and then the Americans and English, like, found a devil? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> sure. And guess who helped them open that hole? 12th century madman Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin. Yeah, Rasputin's Still back. alive, and he helps him open the hole. <laughs> He's Hellboy's arch enemy. <laughs> you know what Hellboy Rat. loves? The devil from hell? Pancakes. Wait. Wait. Rasputin? <gasps> 
Did I just crack this motherfucker wide open? <laughs> yeah. It's P- Rasputin is Putin, Jeff. I'm, I'm kidding about the 12th century thing. I know he's not from that, not from I mean, anywhere near that long ago. Or is he, Jeff? Dun dun dun. <laughs> Dramatic reverb. <laughs> is this when we finish the show? No. <laughs> the show never ends. We just meander forever at the end of the show. <laughs> Thank you for Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our title theme. You can find Vitizen's music anywhere better music is sold on the internet. And boy howdy, do you need to fucking buy that shit. Buy it. Buy it, buy it, buy it. You can find everything you need to know about M-Class Podcast over at mclasspodcast.com, including a link to our Patreon which is patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar you get behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers, uh, email early at a higher thing, whatever. Um, <laughs> but also access to a Discord full of just the weirdest weirdos. <laughs> early at a higher thing is my favorite way of explaining this. Uh, just pretend I didn't say any of that. Um, no, I love, I love it. Oh, at also, higher tiers, you can yeah. get more stuff from us, including uh, another podcast we do called Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, where we talk about a single topic and meander around that for a whole episode. Yeah, we talk a lot about Lord of the Rings. Uh, we talked one time about something else. We've, we've done The Mandalorian, Lord of the Rings, yeah. favorite video games, childhood memories, uh, times we've been sick. Oh, that was a good one. That was, that was a, good a good COVID one. cast. Um, also, you can get commentary tracks for movies at a little bit of a higher tier um, at Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies commentary track series for uh, movies like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Or The Mummy. Or uh, Beastmaster 2. <laughs> or Ninja Turtles 1. It's, a, it's just a great series of... Movies, also Rumble in the Bronx. Down, 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 down. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm like really proud of those commentary tracks. They're super fun. And yeah, Rumble in the Bronx was great. Uh, it's very much like hanging out with two people who really love whatever movie is playing and know a lot of bullshit about it and won't stop talking. <laughs> yeah. So if you like that. That's, that's the show for you. Go to patreon.com slash podcast. Indeed. Also, go to iTunes and you can rate and review us, or Spotify and rate and review us. I don't know if we have new ones, but I'm not going to look. So, um, but do it anyway. <laughs> you know what? I can look and see while you tell people how they can email us. Emails. If you want to send in an email for our show, go to uh, mclassemail at gmail dot com. <laughs> Send it to there. Uh, we do not have any new ratings on iTunes. Okay, so we need some. So write that shit down. You can say whatever you want. Sometimes we spoil if things have swords in it, but don't let that sway you. You know what? We have um, a whole other podcast that you can check out starring uh, the English stereotype that we were talking about earlier, Rich Masters. It's me, Rich Masters! <laughs> and, of course, we're in it. It's called Bros Before Pros. And it's a uh, it's sort of a spiritual successor to both fantasy fiction and original characters. Yeah, 
where we are given prompts and we write stories based on them. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh usually writes a fantasy story. Rich usually writes a sci-fi, and I usually write a horror. Mm-hmm. And although Josh outhorred me real hard, I don't in the last think episode, so. Yours was terrifying. Uh, yours gave people nightmares, from what I heard. Oh, really? That's yes. cool. Well, welcome to my life, guys. And we did uh, get a review. We got three reviews on iTunes for that podcast. Oh, let's I'll read, read it. One of them. Uh, from Nate Bit Gurney on <laughs> August 12th. It's entitled Bonerific Five Stars. This podcast is so good, it'll make your mama say, Boys, hope you know what polygamy is because you're about to have three magical storytelling daddies. <laughs> if you want a podcast that's engaging, extremely fun, and will keep you laughing, this is it. I know I can't stop smiling while I listen to every word. Thanks, guys. That's a great review. Thank you. Thank you. That is an excellent review. You know what? I'll read all three of them. Fuck it. Fuck yeah. Our next review for Bros Before Pros is from Burnst. Burnst. <laughs> Burnst. It's entitled Amazing, five stars. Three great friends write amazing stories and read them aloud. Can't lose. The gap between the quietest and loudest sounds on episode two leads to not hearing something, turning it up, and then a loud laugh shutting out. Besides that one gripe, it's perfect. <laughs> oh, what happened? I wonder if something happened. Oh, I didn't even notice it. Uh, and the last one is from Parrot Mancer. Oh, yeah, he's the Parrot Necromancer. <laughs> the Parrot Necromancer. Love it, five stars. It's like fantasy fiction used to be, but less narrow in scope and fewer firings. <laughs> but seriously, fun, raunchy stories told by three people who genuinely seem to enjoy each other's company. P.S. Only limited talk of the number of swords the Witcher owns. <laughs> There it fucking is. Uh, we actually have three more, but those are. I'll read those next time. That's fucking great. Thank you guys for enjoying Bros Before Pros. If you haven't given it a shot and you're an M Class fan, I I could not imagine you wouldn't enjoy Bros Before Pros. I was editing the last episode and I was laughing so hard. I I was by the time laughing we so recording, hard. I am so red in the face and my yeah. throat hurts so much I can't even talk. Well, that's the thing about this show and that show is every time we're done, I think I have COVID because yeah. my throat hurts. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys got to check out. It's B-R-O-S, the letter B, the number four, P-R-O-S-E. And you can find that pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts. Apparently, it's not showing up on Stitcher. I have no control over that. I'm really sorry. I don't know why Stitcher is like that. You can find the podcast on Russian bot sites, but not Stitcher for some reason. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) Thank you guys for humoring our advertisement for our other podcast and for joining us on this uh, hopefully hilarious episode of M-Class Podcast. We'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. So bye-bye. Bye.
I'm mentally ill. Trick with your ball.